You are listening to a new episode of Game of Flayers Podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. This week, we're talking about a console you should pick up, games you should play on it, and all of this for under $200 in this week's Starter Kit Showdown. So, uh, Starter Kit Showdown uh, this go-round, and it's part of our collecting on a budget, is going to be on the Wii console, Nintendo Wii. We would like to talk to you about a great game at affordable prices. You mean a great game console and affordable game prices, right? Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. You know, you did have a little blunder here on our outline. I'm reading it, folks, and it says, all of us are under $2,000. I'm like, well, damn, that's the biggest budget we've had so far. <laughs> and uh, I, I was That's a lot of that. Wii games. That was, that, dude, that's like the whole Wii library at that point. Uh, yeah, there were some, uh, some interesting titles. This was a, a good one to go through. It was kind of a tough one to go through because a lot of the Wii prices are higher than I thought that they would be. Well, it's not even so much that for me. It's the sheer amount of shovelware that you have to go through on this library. I mean, dude, there's yeah, scrolling. Tons. You have to scroll through a lot of names to find anything that stands out. What I ultimately did was just went through my collection. Yeah, because like I, you're like I own all of the games I would recommend. Well, yeah, actually. So, <laughs> uh, but the problem is, is as I was going through a list. I noticed that my my price charting had it noted as like item only. I'm like son of a bitch. Like I got to do this collect you know complete in box. And as I'm going through, I'm like, when the hell did these prices go up so high? Yeah, yeah. You know, same reaction. I had like RPGs. I was like, oh, I'll put this RPG on the list. I'm like, eighty dollars. What the hell happened here? Yeah. So yeah, stuff has gone up for Wii for sure. That's crazy. So I'm happy I jumped on Wii collecting a long time ago and got what I wanted and and got out. Yeah. So. We're not going to go through like kind of all of the development history and stuff, but I just kind of made some highlight points for us to kind of talk through the history of the Wii. We can start kind of, um, you know, we'll start at launch and then we'll talk a little bit about leading up to and then kind of the years after because, man, was the Wii ever a monstrous success of a console. And I think that it was really like... Um, well, we'll we'll get to more of that later on. So anyways, it launched actually on November 19th, 2006 in North America first. And uh let's see. It launched for $249.99. The launch lineup was pretty extensive. So there was like 26 games at launch. So we've got Avatar The Last Airbender, Barnyard, Call of Duty 3, Cars, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi 2, Excite Truck, GT Pro Series, Happy Feet, Madden NFL 07, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Metal Slug Anthology, Monster 4x4 World Circuit, Need for Speed Carbon Open Season, Rapala Tournament Fishing, Rayman Raving Rabbits, Red Steel, SpongeBob SquarePants Creature from the Krusty Krab, Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, The Legend of Twilight, <laughs> The Legend <laughs> of Zelda, Twilight Princess, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, Double Agent, Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam, Trauma Center's Second Opinion, Wii Sports, and World Series of Poker. That is a massive launch lineup of games to choose from. And everybody went home with Wii Sports that night. Yeah, and 
you know, comparing it to like the N64, this was a console that got it done right for sure. Like having all of those titles right out the gate definitely helped to be successful. Uh, and, and Wii Sports too. I mean, dude, that was just like a global phenomenon. I mean, you had grandmas playing it. You know, it, it was insane how. No how Mario. Much, yeah, actually, it's interesting. There isn't a Mario on there, isn't there? Not a man. So, yeah, I mean, overall, global success. Uh, it brought a lot of people into gaming that would not have been involved in gaming. So, moms and dads who maybe didn't play, grandmas, like, you could bring all the siblings in. It was really to do bowling or play baseball and all those games on the on the Wii Sports. And then, of course, there were other types of games and things like the balance board that, that people got involved in. But... For the most part, it was that Wii Sports that just kind of triggered it all and created that excitement for, like, Joy-Cons. Yeah. So, leading up to the release of the Wii, I mean, I was in high school at the time. Um, I had a job. I had pre-ordered it at GameStop. You know, this was probably going to be, I think, my first console that, like, I really bought, like, all on my own with, like, money that I made at my job and everything, probably. I mean, maybe, maybe I bought the PSP myself. I don't know if that came out before. It had to have come out before the Wii. Uh, I want to say it came out afterwards. Okay. Well, whatever. No, no, it would have come out before because you had uh, PS2 games were on the PSP. I want to say. Uh, you keep going. I'll look. Yeah. Up. I'll so, look anyways. Um, leading up to the Wii, I mean, there was a lot of excitement. There was. The Nintendo Revolution was the code name. You know, everybody was so excited to see the next Nintendo console because, I mean, everybody loved what was on the GameCube, but it always felt like, okay, the PS2 and the Xbox are where it's at. Now Nintendo's going to be up at bat with their newest graphics and their best games, and we'll see what they can do. Oh, also, guess what? You can be like kind of in the game like you're moving and you're controlling the game yourself like imagine being able to like use your extra energy and like just be able to beat somebody else at a game somehow you know because like you've got that advantage or whatever so uh looking up the psp came out in 2004 okay yep uh yeah so i I will tell you, is that all for your your history? No, no, I mean, that's like, you know, just like the vibe leading up to it. Everybody was excited. Like, this was going to be Nintendo's new thing. It was going to have this whole new, like, not that motion technology was unheard of, like, by any stretch. But, like, for this to be, like, the main gimmick of the new system, like, that was going to be a pretty big step and I don't think anybody was really ready for, like, the impact and, like, avalanche of stuff that was going to result from it. And I mean, we're still kind of living in that now with, you know, it it didn't lead to VR, but it definitely helped us along in the control style because nobody was really doing great controls for motion control and things like that until Nintendo made it accessible for everybody. Yeah. So... For me, there wasn't a whole lot of hype with this console at launch. I mean, I, I've told you on the side beforehand, like, my experience of this didn't start until my, like, mid-20s on the Wii. Well, on the owner side. On but you worked side. on, we both worked on the retail side during Wii launch. Well, no, no. So, I no, because it was high school for me. So, I actually was working in a restaurant, oh. <laughs> actually, at that point. So... You had the retail component of it. I I did not. So my my whole background was like 
restaurant industry at that point and not having job. Mm -hmm. So for me, PlayStation 3 was something that I actually saved up money for. And it was like one of two, right? Do I go PlayStation 3? Do I go off Nintendo? And I ended up going with the PlayStation 3. Of course. I, I just wanted the backwards compatibility and yeah. everything from my PlayStation 2 and the titles I had there. And then ultimately... Did you I, get a back compat PS3? Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. I actually had it all the way through uh, my graduation to college and then yellow lighted on me. Damn. So, I mean, technically it was about five years old by, by the time I died on me. And then, uh, you know, I think I told you the history on that. I was able to get a friend to... Uh, go ahead and take the data off of it for me. Yeah, yeah. So they refloated, it, took the data off, and then I, I still have my saves from all my games I played on that. Uh, PS2, 3, and uh, 1. But yeah, so for me, there wasn't a whole lot of excitement because I was looking forward to that PS3. And honestly, I slammed the Wii, graphically-wise, um, when it first came out. I just wasn't a fan of like the motion controls and the graphics to me looked like PlayStation 2. And I was in that setting of like, I want the next big thing, which is for me, PlayStation 3. The graphics were, of course, top of the line at that time. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, coming out, like that was a big deal. Resistance was great. So, like, there was all these fantastic titles. Assassin's Creed at the time was considered uh, an exclusive, actually. It was going to be an exclusive on the PlayStation 3. Ultimately, went to uh, both the Xbox and the PlayStation 3. Um, but that's what a hype was for me. So, I, I never, in fact, I would make fun of people <laughs> back then in high school that would choose a Wii over a PlayStation 3. And even today, despite the fact that I own so many Wii games, if I have a game on like the Wii versus the PlayStation 3, I'm always going on PS3 for it. Well, so this was kind of back during the age still where it wasn't always a one-to-one. -one. Yep. Like the Wii would often get another take on a game or a much lesser take on a game than what you would see in its other more powerful console counterparts. Now, I mean, the Switch is pretty much you're getting the same experience just at, like, either a lower res or through streaming. Well, definitely, like, the the Switch, I think, is 1080p when it's docked and it's 720 in handheld mode. Yeah. So, like, you're definitely getting a lesser experience in the long run compared to, like, the PS... Even the PS4, right? <laughs> And, uh, and but it's the, the same game. But you, yeah, you're right. You have the exact same games. They might not be at the same quality per se, but the gameplay is still there, and you're still gonna have a great experience overall. Yeah. So I mean, some things to just kind of talk about with like the history of the console. Like, I think that you know anybody who was around back then and saw the commercials with the Wii would like to play, and the two Japanese businessmen would show up to the house and bow and hand over the Wii mode, and then the whole family would be having a blast with Wii Sports or whatever. Like Those commercials were like everywhere. It felt like super popular. It felt like, you know, that really was... I mean, obviously not that that was really happening, but like that families and people of all generations were kind of playing the Wii. Like It was very popular among like seniors and parents and kids... And it had titles kind of for all different ages, and it really was like bringing gaming to more people. And I feel like this was also like right on the cusp before like iPhone was really coming out. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't really like mobile gaming quite yet to capture those markets. So I feel like a lot of people might have gotten a lot more accessible to mobile gaming because they played a Wii. You know, like if your grandma played a Wii and then she got an iPhone two years later 
and she saw, you know, Candy Crush on there, she might be like, oh, I actually really enjoyed the Wii. This might be fun. Or uh, if you refer to our uh, interview of Paul Niemeyer, uh, Bejeweled. Right? Yeah. Bejeweled, yeah. Soccer moms and grandmas is the target audience there. So um, your experience overall, I mean, would you have, if you had a, a big choice, right? Like if you could only buy a PlayStation 3, an Xbox, or a Wii, what's the decision that you're making there? Um, I mean, kind of like my experience, obviously I went PS3 at that point, but nowadays I can appreciate what the Wii was and, and what it continues to be today. I mean, I waited for my Xbox 360. So like, uh, I got, you know, I had it reserved and it just took forever. Like, I think I didn't get mine until like April or something. And I had like two games in an extra controller since Christmas. Yeah. And I just waited forever for my console to come in. But, like, so for the Wii, I was actually there launch night at my GameStop with my friends. And they came out and they started counting people. They cut the line off right behind me. Nice. They were like, that's how many we have. So, like, me and my friends, we got in, we got ours. And we all went home. And I, I went home and played Twilight Princess. And it was it was a great time. I think that, like, I got rid of my... PS3 after a while, and I didn't get it again until, like, uh, GTA V came out. <laughs> like the first iteration yeah. of GTA V. And then, <laughs> I know, you can still go get, like, a new copy of GTA. you get Skyrim while you were at it? <laughs> yeah, right. And then, uh, I think I played the 360 probably the most of any of that generation. Like, that, that's probably the choice I would make again. But I did love my Wii. There's a lot of good stuff on Wii. Like, that's the thing. The Wii has the biggest library of junk but it also has like some really great gems in there and some things. And I'm sure that there's a bunch of games out there that never really came over that are probably amazing too. There, there's actually a lot of like JRPGs and horror games and other things that were released on the Wii that just didn't get put on other consoles. Yeah. Like as far, as far as I know, um, like I was looking on uh, at my collection, like Juwan, for example, it's a horror game on there. And I don't know that that ever got released on anything else. I think it was just a Wii experience because there were companies that were taking, not, I wouldn't say taking advantage, but they were given the, the install base of how many people owned a Wii console. It made sense that shovelware was going to make money as it is with the switch, right? Like shovelware titles were going to make money because it was such a high install base that you were going to sell some copies regardless. Right. And so, yeah. and then there were some games that were just developed specifically for the Wii to take advantage of the motion controllers. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think was uh, pretty big with the Wii, I mean, the, you know, the stock, it was one of those consoles that was sold out everywhere. It was one of those situations where Nintendo just could not keep up with demand. It just seemed like it printed money. Well, it was a price point, too. So, yeah, I mean, you it was were very at, reasonable. You were looking at, I think it was $600, right? For, for the PS3. PlayStation 3, 500 for the Xbox 360. And here comes the Wii, at, what was it, 275 or 250 250 yeah. So, I mean, it was a stupid low price point that... And it came with a game. Yeah, and it came with games. So, you know, when you're a parent at that point and you're looking at what console my kid wants to buy... And the options are a $250 Wii or a $500 that Xbox. everybody can play. That, yeah, exactly. So it's like it was a no-brainer from a parenting standpoint to pick up that console. I mean, dude, they were buying it for nursing homes. Well, to, and it seems like elderly active. It seems like cutting edge. Like even though graphically it would be behind, 
and you know parents could tell the difference looking at that versus an xbox side by side but like looking at like the games available and how it has like movement and stuff as a part of it really seemed like the way to go and a lot of people really jumped on it well and then just tie in the whole mario component too yeah i mean it's mario so you've got that brand recognition family friendly pick it up yeah exactly and Wii Sports was such a hit. I mean, like, as a pack-in title, phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. it was so amazing that they just gave everybody who bought a console that. And I think that they really failed to learn that lesson when they didn't just bundle one, two, Switch with every Switch. But, like, it was really something that made it, like, just out of the box. You could open it up. You didn't need anything else but the Wii to at least get you through like a little bit and get you introduced. I mean, obviously it only holds up so long unless you want to speed run the game. Yeah. And if you do want to speed run, people do speed run Wii sports. There's two different copies of the game. Yeah. I'm the first like year or so, or the first three months or whatever, they had one release that has like a loading screen missing. So that's the one you want. <laughs> um, Let's see. So, we talked a little bit about my time with the console and your time with the console. A little bit about the history. So I guess next we like about standout that. titles, right? Yeah. So there's so many freaking standout titles. I mean, that's a great transition from Wii Sports because that's really one of them. I think Twilight Princess, even though that was like a backwards, you know, compat game, like it was on GameCube and it was on Wii. It came out for both. I didn't realize that it was switched. I had a friend who was playing it. I brought my guide over to help her it was like that nice big leather bound guide and uh all the dungeons were backwards <laughs> they were flipped mirrored and we ha- had a time trying to figure that out but i mean oh man smash bros with i, I had so much fun with smash bros oh, uh, with snake later on. and like yep. everybody like the roster just opened up so much and it really led to you know how we know smash today to be this like multi-franchise blockbuster hit. This was really the, you know, the gates opening for that. Um, Mario Kart, great showing on Mario Kart. Um, you know, people people ate up the accessories. That's one thing we kind of missed talking about, oh, the accessories. God. So the Wii wheel and led to plastic that yeah. just clipped on. I'm, I'm pretty sure the giant trash thing or trash island in the middle of pacific it's probably 50 percent comprised of wii accessories wii golf clubs yeah. and a little six inch golf club and accessory t- there's like a crab hanging out and making his home right now on a wii tennis racket yeah yeah um and so for me standout has i mean i share a lot of the same ones as you like mario kart obviously is on there um super smash bros uh, mario galaxy would be a, a top one for me uh that's on that console um and then you know a lot of the the things like you know, JRPGs that are on there. I mean, you've got like, uh, was it Act? I think it's, no, not Act Razor. Jeez. Um, <laughs> no. I'm trying to remember the name of the damn title. That Rune Factory? No, Rune Factory is on there too. I mean, you've got Little King's Story, which is actually a fantastic game. Very, actually, that's a game that uh, you should look into is Little King's Story. It's got a nice little story to it, obviously. Um, and uh, a little cutesy vibe as you're kind of going through and like creating different things essentially so i I remember playing that one a long time ago but those are standout titles some of the horror games on there so juon was one cursed mountain would be another um silent saga 
Well, or Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles is on there. Uh, and then you've also got, man, you made me uh, forget. Oh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories is also on there. Um, and all of these had like specific things that were tied to the Wiimote, obviously. So pretty cool. Um, That's one thing that I think really started also in this generation. And probably the Wii with its you know unique control scheme was a big influence on this. But the remaking and re-releasing of games... I don't think was really a very big thing up until this point. But, I mean, uh, Resident Evil 4 on Wii. Metroid Prime Trilogy on Wii. Like, uh, I was reading uh, Okami on Wii. You know, there's so many games that have so much more added depth to them with the motion controls added. I think Pikmin. You know, there's like a lot of inventiveness and creativity in adapting those titles and bringing them forward. And, you know, Nintendo loves to sell you the same thing as many times as they can. Also, we've got, you know, the real birth of like the Nintendo online eShop and that's true games and widgets and apps. There were so many different like app tile things, me's, we didn't even talk about Mies at all. Like Mies and making weird characters and making your family and making famous people. Like that was a whole thing. I do vividly I remember Mies. making Michael Jackson playing baseball. Yeah. They yeah. they need to have Mies back. I don't know why they ever got rid of that on Switch. Oh, they had him on the... Yeah, it's true because they had him on Wii U. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Because but, like Street well, Pass was so great on DS... I think you do have avatars technically on the Switch. Don't yeah, you? Like but you can... it's not like the same. Like, there's no Mii Plaza. There's no like, like the DS had integrated. Like the Mii's were a part of your DS and yeah. the ecosystem and the games and stuff. That's true. But um, there, so there's a lot <laughs> for the Wii. I mean, things that like even as we're kind of going through and talking, it's like, oh yeah, that is true. That was on that console. So, um, and, and of course, or one of the cool things those too, the backwards compatible versions was. It was interesting. You'd select and say, play GameCube game, and you'd select it, and then it would open up like a GameCube menu technically at that point. So that was always interesting, too. I love that it's backwards compatible, not just software, but hardware. Yes. Like, it's the only console I can think of that has, like, it's got the controller ports for the last console and the memory card slots for the last console. They're just there. Uh. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I mean, they took them off in the later consoles. Like, they made so many iterations of the Wii, and, like, eventually they just had the ones that were, like, it's just, like, a a $50 box that plays Wii games. Yeah, it was a red and black version. Uh, Yeah, you had the white ones initially, then you had black, you had red, you had baby blue, uh, and then you had those really slim versions, like the late third-generation version of it that was just bare bones. They missed a lot. With this console, like, I don't know, it, it was my first, like, homebrew attempt oh, really? at a okay. console, so yeah. I did homebrew on it for, like, a little bit, like, I was playing some Final Fantasy VII on it. You could actually hack it to play DVDs. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just sell it with DVD capabilities, because that would have been so well. Nice. I mean, I think you, it was the region locking is the issue or something. You know, I don't think it would have made a difference, to be honest, because the PlayStation 3 was out with a Blu-ray player. That was the new tech. People were kind of moving out of DVD. 
Now, but the if, fact that it could do it, and they just didn't have that function turned on. Yeah, but I don't. It obviously didn't hurt its sales. No, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> nothing hurt its sales. No, nothing at all in that respect. Um, okay, so. I see the next note here, a title that you would recommend regardless of price point. Yeah, so we've, we'll go over kind of two special titles and then we'll go into our own list. So this is one game regardless of price on the console that you would recommend. So for me, it's going to be the Metroid Prime Trilogy. So we games have gone up. Metroid Prime Trilogy complete in box is about $97 now. But I mean, for what you get, I mean, it's definitely worth it. But it was just, it was too much for me to put on my list. And of any Wii game, it's really the one I would recommend. Any of the more expensive Wii games than that are really like collector's editions or wonky games. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I'm looking at my list. Uh, so one that I want to play at some point is Fragile Dreams, which I want to say is like a horror RPG. Uh, but I would say regardless of price point, Dokapon Kingdom is I mine. have Dokapon Kingdom. You do? Yeah, you made nice. me a cover for it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah, it's the only, like, weird, rare game that I have. And I bought it because there was... Um, there was a point in time this game was going for, like, 150 bucks. I want to say. Yeah, Proton John and his uh, friends... What is it? The Runway Gang or whatever? They were playing it on, like, a stream. And, like, I was just amazed how huge that game is. And I tried to play it with my friends, but it's, like... It's a multi-session. It's like the board game you have to leave up in the middle of the living room because it takes too long and you yeah. have to you can't touch anything on it. Mm -hmm. It's like that, but it stays around forever. It is the longest game. I'm unconvinced you could finish I, it. I really I would love to play Dokapon. There's a new one coming out on Switch, actually. I think oh, it's yeah? I think it's actually a remake, if I recall. Okay. But it's on my list of games to purchase. Um but yeah, Dokapon Kingdom, I started playing with some friends in college and they would come over and play with me. But we just stopped. And it's a game that I really wish I I had somebody to play with, like on a consistent basis. Like You need four people living in a house and a whole weekend to play that game. Realistically, yeah. And it's just so difficult to get that to happen, especially nowadays. Yeah. Um, I think you could play individually and use computers, if I recall. Uh, like, piece, you know, uh, yeah, NPCs. Yeah, but what's but that? Sounds fun. Um, it's like playing Mario Party solo. Yeah. You could do it. And then one other game I, I would suggest here would be Last Story, which is uh, an RPG that was released uh, by Xseed uh, years ago. I actually started playing it on the Wii, and I, for me, I couldn't get past the graphics at that point in time uh, because I was playing so much PS3. Mm -hmm. And just the sheer difference in graphic quality, I was like, man, I can't do this right now. Like, I'm playing Last of Us, I'm playing um, infamous god of war like all these titles that just graphically were so much better yeah. so to jump in the last story which just wasn't as high of quality um and what they were trying to do uh compared to a lot of it was it was a similar type of art style and and gameplay to that of like playstation 3 games so i just couldn't get over to graphic comp there that's probably one i should kind of take a look back at because i've heard some fantastic things about that title but th those would be the two that i would recommend all right next up one title to play on an island Oh, man, I didn't even see that question. Um, I went in a weird direction for me. So I looked up the longest games for the Wii. Uh -huh. And I actually, I did choose the longest game that they had listed on the list that I found. And that was Rune Factory. And I have no history with Rune Factory. I've never played it. But from what it sounds like, it's a giant RPG with life sim mechanics and all kinds of stuff. And that sounds like if I'm on an island, I've got nothing but time. 
and this might be able to teach me the basics of farming, that's the game I'm going with. You know what? <laughs> it was going to be that or Animal Crossing, and I chose this one. I've got a few options here. It would be between Super Mario All-Stars Limited Edition, which yeah. obviously you know has all those Mario games on it. Or it would be the Data East Arcade Classics, which has a ton of older Data East games compiled yeah. into, into one thing. I, I would probably... Man, it, it's a tough one. I would say for me, I'd go Data East just because of the sheer amount of games that are on there. Yeah. So you're getting a lot in one. Um, and it's not like they're crap titles. Like, they're fun titles. Mm-hmm. So that'd be mine on an island. All right. Get really so. good at those games. The Starter Kit Showdown begins. All right. I'll, I'll kick We're it doing off, Ryan. Nintendo Wii. We're going with the console, just the base console, $75. Comes with a Wii remote. Now, I, I, will, I will say the $75 console is the backwards compatible one, just a heads up. But I did not include any GameCube, just so you're aware. Yeah. Uh, but that is what I was seeing for $75. Uh, all right. I went a little over. I'm just going to be up front on that. Of course you did, John. I did. I went over about John like $3. John sees rules, and then he waves at them as they go I, passing I by. I bend them. I bend them uh, quite a bit. So, for me, my list is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Ooh, I beat you. Well, quality over quantity, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sure we actually share a lot of the same Probably. Uh, number one on my list is Mario Strikers Charged. Uh, I looked at that one. Yeah, so it's 1534 right now. Uh, that is, of course, a soccer game. I enjoy Mario Super Strikers on the uh, on the GameCube. We uh, played Charged, didn't we? No, we played the GameCube one. We played the GameCube yeah, one. Yeah, but I had a lot of fun kicking your ass in that, and yeah, I would probably did. have a lot of fun doing it on the Wii as well. Uh, next one for me was Super Smash Bros. Brawl. How can you do a list of Wii games or Nintendo you games without? You, you have to have it. Um, 1983 for complete in box version of that right now. So oh, did still... you do complete in box this week? Yeah. I oh did. wow. Yeah. I was considering going loose because I, I damn well would have demolished on loose, but I was like, no, I'll do complete in box because I like the Wii cover art. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, Jigglypuff, uh, Marf, all these different characters in there that you get to play as and kick some ass. Like that's that's always a, a good time. Wario always stands out to me as like. One of the big new introduction characters, just because he made such like an impression, like with his biker jacket and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't just like Wario. And they did still, it in like a whole kind of different way. We're still waiting on Waluigi. Yep. Uh, next one I have is Super Mario All Stars. Um, I looked at that one too. Yep. Twenty six seventy five. I mean, you can't go wrong. You've got the All Stars games on there. Classics. Got to go with it. You know, More than- a whole bunch of not Wii games. <laughs> yeah, it's still on the Wii, Ryan. Uh, next one for me is Little King Story, twenty five bucks. So Little King Story, I as I said earlier, I like that game. It's actually like a real time strategy game. So yes, you do go around and, and you do different things, but you collect villagers along the way, and you can uh, tell them, oh, I want you to dig, I want you to fight, I want you to do this, and you just go around and do stuff, right, for your little town. Interesting. So it, it's actually pretty cool. It's on the Vita too. Mm. Um, next on my list is Zelda Twilight Princess. Got that also. Uh, 1752 on that one. Very affordable. It's obviously uh, a game that was re-released on the Wii U. Uh, it was on the GameCube, so a re-release on the Wii with the motion controls. Have you played that one? That one I have not played, actually, but it is on my list for sure. Um, it's one of the few I've played, one of the many I've not beaten. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest of Zelda fans, but I can appreciate the Zelda games. Um, obviously, I think my favorite is Wind Waker. Mine I too. Or- I played Ocarina of Time, but the Wind Waker art style, man, is just captivating yeah that's where it's at dude it's like, aged so perfectly uh-huh 
Yeah, and it's still good, man. So that's one that I played. I played that on the Wii U, actually. I've got that on the iPad, and it does not work remotely. It does not surprise me. <laughs> uh, next one on my list is a 007 Goldeneye. 12.02. Did you put that on your list, too? No, I saw that it was on there, and I didn't click on it because I was like, is this just Goldeneye, or is this like a newer game just using the Goldeneye name? Doesn't matter, Ryan. It's Goldeneye. What, what is it? So, as far as I remember, that one is actually supposed to be um, like a re-release, if I recall. Let me double-check it. Uh, 007. I have it, and it's got all the same like cover art and stuff. Goldeneye Wii. Let me just pull that up real quick. Yeah. It's basically a 2010 first-person shooter published by Nintendo Wii. Uh, It is a modern reimagining of the 1995 James Bond Goldeneye, as well as a remake of the 97 video game. So, yeah, same game. Yeah. So, a lot of uh, non-Wii for me. Oh, shit. Where'd my list go? Here it is. Uh, We've all got some non-Wii. Right. And then uh, the last one. So, you'll notice there is a racing game that has not been added on here, and that's because... I got a racing game that's very underrated, and that's Excitebots Trick Racing. Mm. So that is actually, if you look up, like, I'll say hidden gems, even though I hate the term, hidden gems on the Wii, that's actually a hidden gem, would be Excitebots Racing. And it's still super affordable at $12.03. So all in all, Ryan, seven games, $128.49, complete in box for me. A little over, but we'll just say that I get a Wii that's missing the top panel, and it knocks a couple bucks off, so it doesn't look as good, but, there but we're go. looking at, you know, $70. It didn't come with that little, the round plastic part that clips yeah. onto the base Yeah, stand. there's a couple things missing on it. You know, the memory card slot thing, there's a broken hinge. It's still on there, but it's not fully on there. Yeah, I think that's good. All right, so... Uh, right off the bat, I also had Brawl and Twilight Princess, so we'll mark those. Uh, Mario Kart Wii. Yep, that was on. That was one I looked at. Had to pick that up, so that's a classic. Gotta have it. I'm always convinced. Uh, that was my most expensive title. That was twenty nine ninety seven. So I paid big for that one. Yeah, my most expensive was All Stars at twenty six seventy five. Next up, I. I just don't believe you should own a Wii without Wii Sports. So, gosh darn it, I put Wii Sports on my list. Wii Sports complete in box. It's $20.46, folks. So, I I don't know if you notice a theme with my list, by the way, but I went sports, fighting, platformer, you took a, strategy. You took a page out of my book this time. You tried to cover your bases. I did. I went strategy, RPG, shooter, and racing. So, I actually covered... Like every genre yeah. on mine. And Wii Sports was one I was looking at as well. But I was like, man, it, I had to consider, like, if I was sitting back and I wanted to play a number of, you know, different games, would I want to play Wii Sports or would I want to play something like Super Mario Strikers? Yeah. Right? And so that's kind of the approach I took there. I but, almost went with a Tiger Woods PGA 10 was listed as the best golf game on Wii. You know, I actually sold one of those for like 20 bucks not too long ago. Uh, let's see. Uh, next up, my favorite game of all time. Gotta get it. Resident Evil 4 on Wii. I'd be shocked if you didn't have it. 1476. It's such a great version. The pointer controls just make it so fun. Uh, and just give it that whole other next level interaction. Uh, next up I did Monster Hunter Try. So I've never played Monster Hunter Try, but I've really gotten into the last few Monster Hunters since World. And... I know that it had a really good life on DS and like Wii and Wii U before it came up to more modern consoles. 
So I just expect that that is probably the same goodness of Monster Hunter. They're so deep. There's so much to learn and do in Monster Hunter games. That could keep you going for a long time. And it's only 874 complete in box. Yeah, you know, that doesn't surprise me because, I mean, when you consider controls in the week in comparison to like a PlayStation 2 version of a game, uh, or even like, yeah, I guess PlayStation 2, um, doesn't surprise me. But well, the, you're right, though. Like, those are games that have a little more longevity in terms of being able to play them because of the sheer amount of stuff you can do. Yeah. And, like, the older ones, like, everybody talked about, like, the claw grip that you had to, like, play with Monster Hunter because it was, yeah. like, a weird game. So I'm sure the Wii's control scheme made it so it changed some of those issues and maybe mm -hmm. made it adjacent problematic to deal with. Yeah. Uh, next up... These last two I just kind of threw on there because I was running out of money and I couldn't get it. I wanted to get as close to exactly 125 as I could. So I picked up Okami uh, 765. From what I've read, this is a really good port. It has this like paintbrush mechanic that was like in the original that I assume you just did with the analog. So adding the Wii functionality again and bringing that up to modernize uh, a very beloved game. Uh, I went ahead with that. And then lastly, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. I've never played Call of Duty Modern Warfare on a Wii, but you know what? For $6.85, it rounds out my list. Man, I think, honestly, I think there's so many better games you could have done with that, like, 14 bucks that were right there. Yeah, I, I could have, and I looked at some other things, but you know what? Like, seeing Okami on the list, that's a game that I've always really wanted to play. And I know that they made like an Okami prequel, yeah, for the DS that I had bought at one point. So like just just some of the games by the way that potentially could have gone on there: Donkey Kong Country Returns, which I'm shocked I didn't put on there. No, um, Animal I Crossing know. City Folk. Yeah, I know there's a lot of things, but I was trying to cover more of my bases too. Even though I already guess I had a shooter. Yeah, you did. That's why I was a little shocked that that was on there. But I, you know what? We'll we'll see if that's even a good one, but it's uh, that's my list. I got one twenty five seventy eight. So y'all oh, look, you bent the rules too. You went seventy eight cents over. Ryan, what's happening here? Nobody pays full price for Call of Duty games. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's the thing. So like you know, we we say two hundred bucks based on current pricing, but a lot of these titles you can actually find for reduced price points. Like yeah, for I the mean, next three weeks until everybody decides to add an extra. Yeah. 20 onto every game price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're looking at best offers on eBay. You got games that are obviously no manual, things like that. So with these being complete in box, you could totally... And a Wii yeah. console, 75 bucks. Like, sometimes a 75 bucks is giving you two controllers, two nunchucks. It's a black Wii with, you know, backwards compatibility. Sometimes they come with a game or two. So, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of flexibility here for a list. The Wii is still a very affordable console, you know, not only to collect for, but just to play games on yeah. uh, in general. So, uh, yeah, I like your list, man. I think uh, I think you did good on that. Um, I did better, of course, <laughs> and uh, we'll let the people decide. Let us comments. know. Yeah. Who do you think has the better list? So, uh, of course, I didn't do it at the beginning of the episode, but uh, let us know on social media. So, at Game Deflators on Twitter, at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook. Um, if there's some way to comment on a podcast app, feel free to comment, leave a five star review on how much you liked this episode. And, uh, of course, it'll be on YouTube at some random point in time. So, uh, check it out on there, too. Anything else you want to talk about on the Wii before we uh, conclude? Man, the Wii U is probably going to be such a different beast. 
for like making a list for than a yeah. lot of these other consoles have been. It, it will because the games are much more expensive. Yeah, like there's games and fewer on there, and farther between. There's games on there that are like stupid games. Devil's Third would be one. Devil's Third is like a four hundred dollar complete. Well, that would never game. be on your list for I, collecting on a budget. I, but I'm, I mean, the I'm budget is going to be a different kind of budget. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like the games that are on there. Like, if you wanted Zelda Twilight Princess, for example, it's an HD remake. There's no other HD remake of Twilight Princess or, for that matter, um, what's the other one? Wind Waker, right? Not so, yet, but that's speculated for sometime maybe next year potentially, for an announcement. Potentially, but, I mean, the games are high-priced on the Wii, uh, Wii U. That's just what the reality of it. So yeah. games that were released on both, you know, the PlayStation 4 and the Wii U, the Wii U is like... Phew, ridiculous in comparison yeah so even if it's like a crappier version it's just so much higher uh because of the limited amount of consoles sold in comparison mm -hmm. so what is it, like 13 million or something on the well Wii? and so we'll talk about it when we get to that console yeah <laughs> all right yeah well, more on that and whenever that episode airs uh but all of that said this has been a new episode of the game players podcast my name is john i'm ryan and thanks for listening